Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony. Welcome, welcome, not just talk radio, oh, we're live. Tina and Tony, you there? Yeah, we're uh, uh, Yeah, we there. Tina, you there with us? I certainly am. Go on and all. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot uh, happening in the news, um, but I do want to follow up on our call last week. Um, I had mentioned my friend Rosemary Bailey was ill and she passed, and I just want to send love to her son, my, my play brother, Randolph. And all of our friends, uh-huh. and we'll be gathering. And she passed this morning. Um, and as Tina, um, as Tony shared with me, because I got a little emotional earlier this morning, she said, Tanya, she's at peace. And so yeah. I'm a big girl. I can handle that. Um, lots of yeah. love to the Bailey family. I'm going to miss her forever and all that good stuff. Um, but here's what I want to really talk about. <laughs> We're going to talk about what's in the news, because there's so many exciting things in America that's happening. And, and, and I think you're going to clearly hear a different perspective. No, I don't think. I don't even like that word. I'm, I'm sure that you're going to um, hear a different perspective. We're going to talk about Tyler Perry Studios. We're going to talk about Donald Trump. I want to talk about uh, the first African-American mayor in Montgomery for a brief moment. And then um, all of these international and national records that's being made um, uh, from women and uh, people with different sexual orientations and of African-Americans. And it's so interesting um, because I have a question neither of you ladies um, have been prepped for, so I wanted to sort of catch you off guard. You know, they say right now we are living um, in the highest, at the highest level of hate documented or measured in history, right? And so, so on, on the whole planet, I'm, I'm watching this morning, I'm watching people fleeing Turkey and uh, I'm trying to get to Greece and so on, et cetera. And uh, people are trying to claiming the earth and saying no. And people are, it's a lot going on. There's a lot of good things going on too. I just want you to know, I think there are even more good things going on, but you know, newspapers and news have to sell. But Tina and Tony, tell me this. And it's interesting because Steven Spielberg is doing a documentary on this. Do you believe, do you think that we are all wired to hate? Are we wired to hate? Not, not everybody jumping in at once, darlings. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's a, um, a six-part documentary that's going on now. I believe it's on the Discovery Channel about hate in America and how it but I, want, I don't want to just from, no, I don't want to, no, no, Tina, go Tina into, into about, present day and why wait, and why wait, we hate. Tina, Tina, wait. I don't want to talk about America. I want to know about you personally. Do you think that you're wired to hate, Tony? Do you think that you're wired to hate? And then we talk not, about society. I am not overall. wired to hate. Okay, personally, you know, I am not. No, in no way, shape, or form. Okay. Do, do you hate? I know a lot on social media, there's actually a mean and hate test out there where people are taking these little algorithm tests and it says you're 1% mean or you have, you know, 200% uh, mean or 200% of hate in you. Do you think anything? Because, I mean, we are so multidimensional and so many layers and layers and layers uh, at the human dynamics. We have to experience 
a little of all of the emotions, but it's basically how we respond with our emotions and how we suppress them or how we even take them, how people say, I've fueled hate into love or I've transposed these insecurities or or these issues. What are your thoughts, Tina, Tony? I don't think I don't think that I'm wired to hate. I just think that it's a learned behavior. When people around you hate, I think it's something that you pick up on and it becomes part of you. If hate is taught in your family at home, I think it's something that you were exposed to. It was okay at home. And so that's a behavior that you sign off on and think it's okay. And maybe you're a young child at the time and then you grow up and you become an adult and realize that you carry this behavior on with you. Uh, that's what that's what I think. Um, that, and I that, think also. No, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm loving it. Go ahead, t- Tony. I mean, I also think that that's one of the big concerns that people had about Donald Trump, that he is outwardly hateful. <laughs> and it signals <laughs> to other people it's okay. But right. when before, somebody like Obama signaled it wasn't okay to hate. It's not okay to discriminate. It's not okay. And then we flip and we get a new guy who says, oh, yeah, I do it every day. Everybody should be hating. You should hate, you know, you should hate hate, hate Mexicans. You should hate uh, immigrants. You should hate black people. You should hate. And it, now it's like a signal. Oh, okay. He said it's okay, so it's okay. The value has changed. And I think that's a real concern that people have, that values in this country have changed. And now hatred is embraced. Instead well, of being yeah, yeah, it's embraced. Yeah, no, no, I get that. I, I, don't I, know, so, I don't know if I agree with that or not. <laughs> no, I just think fine. that people, I think, I think there are people who are strong-willed, and I think there are people who are weak-minded. And I believe the weak-minded people cannot think for themselves, so they're easily led. And they allow someone else, and and they're and, and and downright lazy because they won't even apply the the brain that God gave them, and you know, and they're easily led, and it's like, okay, well, he said, so that means that's what I have to do. As a as a child, and I can remember my childhood very vividly, from probably the age of three, very vividly, and I never concurred. Either way, with my mother or father, I always had a mind of my own. I understood right from wrong. I understood good from bad. And but, but is, but that is, is how, wait, and, and, and I chose to be the Tina, way I, I wanted to Tina, be. Tina, stop, stop. You're going too far. I want to know, <laughs> do you think hate is a, right, a, a good or bad thing? Do I think if it's good or bad? I yeah. think it's bad. Okay, so that's what I, I don't, because I, I, I have to reel you in. We'll be trying to catch her. She'll be ding. Up to, <laughs> so here's the deal. Let me give you the definition of hate. Hate is a feeling of intense, passionate dislike. But this is why, I, I mean, I, I decided to open with this, this conversation because so many records and p- are being broken in a positive way during, during a, a time where, uh, around the world, not just America, because I'm, you know, I'm a global person. Around the world, people are feeling an, an extreme, intense sense of hate. But here's a comment about hate that I was reading about. It was saying that people that are hateful, 
is the question, really, are they emotionally incompetent? And so that start, I'm going to stay away from people, weak-minded and so on. I I really believe people are defined by the experiences they have. Some people have lived so many different experiences. The three of us have traveled the world and have friends from every different social group. And we're intellectuals. There's no sidebar to that. We understand that everyone is equally important. We all fit in a perfect uh, what do you call it? Map system, or or uh, whatever you like to call it. We are we have strengths for a reason. And as you know, I don't think um, anyone is you know the garbage man is just as important as anyone else because without the guy that's uh, doing the uh, taking our garbage away, we would be um, uh, not healthy. You know, I, I just don't see it any other way. But here's something else that's interesting. They said people that display an extreme amount of hate. It says it's a it's an easy pass out. It says hating others is an easy way out. It's a self-defense mechanism. They use it for fear. People use hate for fear. But in most cases, they're using it for fear because they feel threatened because they're not equal. Now, that is a big piece. You know, we've been talking about race relationships and, and how people are moving. We talk about their polls saying, say something kind on the Internet when you see something positive and you get back to why are people being so hateful? But at the same token, where there is a large pool, larger than usual, of society that's not only hateful, but 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 sharing it, there is an extreme amount of growth. So here's the question. Is hate fueling progress? Is hate fueling progress? Is it still in progress, you said? Is hate fueling, 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 fueling. Fueling Fueling progress. Fueling progress. I would think that that hate is a very heavy burden to carry around. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to hate all day long. (laughs) It really but is. is it, but, so, but, yes. is it, but is it fueling? Yes. Fu- fueling. So, so I, let's look at this. Yeah, I don't know. You guys, I was in Montgomery, Alabama last week. And I was at Home Goods in a beautiful neighborhood of Montgomery. And I'm, I got a credit card, good credit. You know, I'm doing my thing. I got money. I'm shopping. And this, I, I felt the energy. This white woman, about 81. And I saw her look at me. And you know I'm dressed to kill, right? Because that's what we do at a certain, you know, place in our state, you know, in our life. And I, I could see the hate. And then I could feel the hate. And she cut my basket off and stood toe-to-toe with me. Now, you know, I'm Marvin and Ruby's child. I'm taught to respect my seniors. But this wasn't a moment. This was a different moment, right? And I'm thinking, look at us in Montgomery. I'm in here. What, for one, why am I in Montgomery? But. I'm in Montgomery, Alabama, and the woman said, you move, girl. And I smiled. I smiled, and we stood there, as she looked as though she was going to have a heart attack because she hated me so much. And I, I, warmed, I warmed the moment with a smile until she literally just walked backwards and went down another aisle. And so I'm sitting here going, I'm looking at the essence of what's happening. I'm looking at the first African-American mayor in Montgomery, Alabama, in 200 years, 200 years. Alabama has not softened about race. 
There is no secret to that. The people in, of color of Alabama has uh, acquiesced and become uh, just, it's their normal. But if you come from another place that have been liberal and, and free and not as much intense hatred, you know, um, then you can see the difference. You could, you could, it's almost like little dots on the angry people head. Now, they've come, uh, they've kicked the can down the road. But then I thought, look what they're fueling. I looked at Tyler Perry and I said, now, does everybody really understand what just took place? Tyler Perry owns the largest studio in North America, combining all of other studios without the economic economic support of any investors. That's the aha moment. The aha Mm -hmm. moment is that he got quiet and understand it's in the South. You know, mm-hmm. a- Atlanta has a high population of people of color. Georgia still has this extreme race issues. We've seen the cheating of the election with Abram Stacy um, this past mm-hmm. year and, 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 and what they're moving counties and lines around and things like that. But understand he started on this project um, back in 2006. I think he thought about it, but the, the brunt of the work has taken place the last four years, two years intensely. And the fact that he was able to purchase the pro- pro- property, that's a big deal. Because redlining is real, right, in real estate. And, and, and you so, understand what the property is. The property was uh, was um, a part of the battlefield of the Civil War, where we were fighting for our freedom. No, no, it was the Confederate. It was the Confederate headquarters where all the planning and strategy. Yeah, but it, took place. that's part. Of, it's all part of the Civil War. So the battlefield was further out, but this was the, the, the see. That's a different game. It's saying think in the, in the walls of these buildings. This is where the strategy to take out a nation took place, and. And I was able to change the trajectory of the energy, of the of the space, of the history in that space. So there's my. Then we see in um, sports, in every, basically in every category of sports, there is someone of color. We look at healthy food and living. Look at all the vegan, plant based, not just. Um, restaurants, but product companies that are owned. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. This thing called, see, I, I was speaking to someone a couple of weeks ago and I said, do you notice as a marketer, and as you know, I, I'm a behavioral expert in that space, do you realize that we do better and our performance when there is an extreme amount of hate? We think about when Dr. King in, in the 1960s, we think about and mega eggers and things would happen. And think about how well we progressed. That's what I'm trying. I, this is what we talk about when we talk about a change perspective. And, and because it gets well, down what? to people with this hate, it's just, as it's, it's Tina said, I don't want to say weak-minded because that that's almost, we were born equal. What you put in your mind is a choice. And people, some people just don't have as many experiences. But it's, just, it's a self-defense mechanism. For survival. And so, what, when, does kindness make them feel like they're a threat? <laughs> oh, well, I would say the woman that you met in, in Home Goods, you encountered in Home Goods, she didn't hate you personally. She hates what you stand for, which is progress. 
You know, there was a time where you couldn't go, you would not have been able to be in the same store with that woman. And we also have a number of people who got left behind. You yeah, know, some of the older yeah, generation in these, in these places got left behind. And now progress is in place. And yeah, they I, can't I, deal yeah. with it or they have to deal with it. You, not only do I agree, but I, uh, uh, we got about two more minutes, but um, uh, not only do I agree, but, but because we've all lived, you know, I've, as you know, I've lived all over the country and in a little abroad, um, I do think, and I, and I, and I, I want you guys to take this lovingly. I have socialized, worked with, rubbed shoulders, and have very dear friends that are some of the highest intellectual achieved people on paper. But because they stayed in the South, their broadness and experience and swag, right? Intellectual swag is so different than those same people with the same degrees in New York and D.C. and Chicago. Because those people got on planes and traveled to 100 countries, right? Mm -hmm. And and those people sat down and ate at different restaurants and their palate was broadened and with their palate came their mind. And their perspective is different. Their brain swag is different. I've always said you can sit in New York in Central Park and talk to someone that is homeless and and have one of the most intellectual, sophisticated conversations on the planet. I agree. Um, and so we I, we have thirty seconds. Uh, we have thirty seconds before we go to break. But I, I wanted to talk about that because I just think that it, the extreme amount of progression that we're seeing is is actually um, it, 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 this hate barometer is going to continue to go up. But so does progress continue to go up. Because whether they realize it or not, hate fuel progress. And, and I look forward to a documentary defining that. But I've lived long enough and experienced enough to, to, to believe that is, that is the case and that is so. Tina and Tony, Tanya, all the T's. <laughs> this morning on Not Just Talk Radio, when we get back, we're going to talk about growing and growth and progression and Tyler Perry and all the wonderful, extraordinary things that, guess what? We are here to see. This is a great time in history. Not just talk radio. If no one told you they love you today, I do. Big old capital letters. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success 
is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change can be a scary thing. It's way too easy to stay inside your comfort zone. But the world is changing, and that's not going to stop. Without adapting yourself to the rest of life is just selling yourself short. Join Sandra Hill every week for Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears. You gain insight with expert guests, experiences, and tools to help you navigate the change and perhaps even welcome it. Listen live on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome to Not Just Talk Radio. So, so we, were, we left off talking about hate and does hate fuel progress. And I want to start with this and then we're going to talk about progress because um, I think we've spent the half, first half an hour already on hate. And so let's, let's close the show with what I believe is what's assisting the, the d- development, growth, and expansion of progress. But but listen to this, ladies. It says, we embrace hate as a way to protect our self-esteem or defend our community or our personal interest or belief. And so that makes, because, you know, we've heard people say, well, why are people so hateful? Well, because they're racist. That just doesn't get it for me. It's more mm-hmm. to it. I almost think calling a person just a basic racist is almost an ex- giving them a, a, a really fast excuse out of there because it ends the conversation. I mean, there are hateful people within your family. I mean, just downright mean and nasty hateful. So you, you Before, can't put racism on, yeah, put a, a yeah. tag like that on, on, on hate, you know? I, I'm, I'm so. going to say, I'm going to say similar to, I think the way we were raised, or I'm, I'm going to speak for myself, I've been very fortunate. I can truly say I, I don't know anyone I hate. I just don't. I've never felt that that I, I, the word is, is is derogatory and it feels derogatory. Um, I try not to make, I make sure when I approach people, is it jealousy or is it hate? I don't have hateful people in my family. I haven't, my parents weren't hateful. I mean, I've heard people say, Tanya, I hate Donald Trump. I don't hate Donald Trump. I don't hate anyone. I can't imagine um, having that a part of my soul. I mean, you know, it, it, as Tony said, what a burden to carry. But though I, I do look at people that, be, that, that hold that behavior and high, I look at them, as you said, Tina, as low self-esteem, not mm-hmm. as sophisticated intellectually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all of those other um, issues, and it's used as a self-defense mechanism. Because you didn't hate me if you got hit by a car and you, you said, hey, hey, don't give me a blood transfusion because she's black. 
Um, right. And there's right. so many other. You don't hate me when you e- said we e- eat that burger. People, and I people, you know, that burger. that's a Jehovah Witness thing, isn't it? No, about actually, blood transfusions. No, no, Jehovah's Witnesses. It's optional for them, but they they uh, but they are encouraged not to because not to. There's a scripture, mm-hmm. but I just mean um, and socially, uh, uh, you know. I hate so much. I'm not going to eat from this restaurant because black people cooked it or Latino people cooked it or vice versa, whatever the case may be, Jewish people, or even if a white person, let's reverse it. What if it's a black, but whatever the case may be, um, uh, let's just, I just want to open up with that because I thought that was huge is that, that often I'm not even going to say we, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak that into my essence because it's not. And so, so many people protect themselves um, using hate as a protection because it's their defense mechanism for their self-esteem. And then self-esteem plays out differently, right? P- people's self-esteem, that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation uh, we can have. I'm not perfect, but I am glad to say that um, um, I have, that's not, that's not a part of my daily essence or common in my essence. I just can't imagine. Now let's talk about progress. You know, we were, uh, mm-hmm. during the break, we were talking about Alabama, Montgomery, um, our 150 countries that are listening, um, there's a wonderful historic uh, um, community called Montgomery, Alabama. Um, if you Google it and read about it, Dr. King and a lot of other uh, uh, social issues had had was born there and was developed there. And they have their first African-American mayor in 200 mm-hmm. years. 200 years. And yeah, I think it's only it's only two other places in the country that 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 haven't had an African American mayor, but but that's so significant. And tell me why do you guys think that's so significant? Because I know why it's from my from my perspective. Well, I have a question because isn't Montgomery's population predominantly African American? It's about it's almost fifty fifty or fifty one. It's, it's and, and basically. And he pretty much got two out of two out of every three votes, and so he mm-hmm. got a, a large portion of the uh, white white vote. What you know? What I find interesting. I've spent a lot of time in Montgomery. I do some shopping there, even though it's uh, about an hour away from me. Um, I find that uh, people t- speak about race often. I was just there with my car getting a tune-up, and um, th- you know, someone just sitting there was talking about how far we've come, white and black. They really have a b- open conversation about race. So on one end, I'm, a, I'm still uh, surprised he won because he, he had a very micro budget to contr- dominate the share of voice. He was not the primary voice on television. I didn't know he was running into just a couple of days ago. And so the ground conversation is really what got him elected. Uh, and it, it, it worked and it, and it did well, but fortunately, um, you know, and people in Montgomery often say they never want it to be like it was. I mean, there's some hard, there's some hard heads there. There's some low self-esteem people there because I just encountered one. <laughs> um, let, let's make no mistake. She didn't know I had a radio show. Oh yeah, boo. Talking, <laughs> but, but on, on the flip side, I mean, I thought, actually, I thought about that woman, uh, when he won last night, I was like, I wonder where is that lady that called me a girl and mm. and tried to basket toe-to-toe with me. But I, I don't wish harm on her. I hope she's a part of the progression as we move forward. Now, okay, ladies, it was hard for Tony to have this conversation because we knew we oh know most. Uh, I, 
just want to know this. I know I was I've been out the loop because I have been engulfed in, in my dear friend's um, illness and now her, her she's passed this morning. But how do we watch television and look at a third of the people on television that we we either know or work with? And one of us were not at the Tyler Perry Studios. I, I was looking at Stepman. I, I'm going to pretend. I'm going to I'm going to pretend. I'm going to acknowledge that it exists, but I'm going to pretend it never happened. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that, boo. How about that? How did that? that happen, ladies? I mean, what were we thinking? Listen, I actually hurt. Tyler Perry was on Jimmy Kimmel last night, and they were talking about it. And after after Tyler Perry, um, Sonny Hostin, who's on The View, she came on, and she brought because she went with Whoopi, and because Whoopi was honored, and she got a she got a personal invitation, so she brought her invitation. To the oh, show last night on Jimmy Kimmel. Did you see, have you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah, we saw that. Um, um, Fifty Cent uh, had posted his a couple of maybe it a month or two. It's just not ago. that that alone defies the defies the. But, the, the but mind. don't you remember when we were invited? I don't know if you guys went. I invited to the Oprah Winfrey private launch party for the magazine, which I have to tell you, I had that invitation, which was the size of a catalog. It's just amazing. And, yeah, th- uh, this was the size Blink- of a of a, a gigantic volume. It was the size of volume and encased. And, and I a have to tell you, to the whom, whomever, you know, I have to stop displaying my goodies because whenever I have a dinner party, it walked um, about a year ago out of my house. I have no clue. And it really broke my oh, heart. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Because I had it signed uh, by everyone. Wow. And, um, wow. And, but... But we, you know, extraordinary invitations. There's no shortage. I can only expect it. But the the aha moment is to pull this off, and the revenue it'll bring in, the the stream that, that this creates is enormous. This is not just about the cinema. And, and let me can, can I tell you this? This is what I talk about when I talk about not having hate in your heart. Uh, um, my man from do, do the Right Thing, Spike Lee, had been so cruel to Tyler Perry for years. Um, oh, yeah, because he what? talked about Medea. <laughs> it's Medea that, and guess what? It was because of Medea that he was able to build that studio. Well, um, it, was, it was that he just felt that he did not earn the right to be uh, um, in the cinema because he had not been... Uh, he didn't attend the university and he didn't have the layers of education and experience and they thought he had pretty much defunct. And the fact that he actually named the studio after Spike Lee is humbling. I, I don't know, you know, that's the level. Don't, I mean, some people just, you know, just get it. Just really get yeah. it. And, and 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 Spike Lee was, you could say he was emotionally taken back, somewhat lost for words. And I, and I looked at uh, several other people that had said, you know, this wasn't real, but that vision was so uniquely developed that is not an what? easy task. Uh, and I like that his right hand person that helped him pull it all off was a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he and then they said that um, they said Beyonce cried for like ten, fifteen minutes. She couldn't stop crying because yeah, well, of what she was witnessing. So here's what happens. You know? what, the power of the cinema, as we know, um, and, and these studios, think about all the productions that 
traditionally couldn't afford, or let's let's say this, even if they had the funding, they couldn't get mm-hmm. in to the mainstream market studios. So people that are listening around the world, why is it such a big deal? It's such a big deal because African-Americans had just not had an equal opportunity in our in our nation's cinema industry. Um, if it was not, we just think about 18 months ago and Black Panther and its impact, because as we all know, we come from that industry that told us right. Blacks did not spend enough, did not engage enough, right. To be right. a part so of the mainstream market share. Exactly. When we know socially we behaved and controlled the trends on nearly every product. So without our social swag, products, advancements, automobiles, technology, we can stem it all back to that. And if and if you don't if that doesn't feel good, call me and I'll invite you to a workshop because some you know, th- these are facts. And, and so that being the case, what Tyler Perry has created is it's going to fill just dozens of industries, right? Right. Um, whether right. it's it's product development for the people that said, hey, it's, Tanya, it's, it's $3 million to have this studio to shoot a commercial. Um, and we know that's not fair. And you can mm-hmm. go somewhere else. Um, and I, I think it's huge. I also think it's huge. And I find it very interesting because there's a lot of housing from the original buildings that's been renovated. And he's going to have that as housing for uh, gay, lesbian, queer communities that have mm-hmm. that have that have no homes and, you know, that have been um, that that are having uh, life challenges. And, and so there's mm-hmm. so much, there's so many dynamics that's happening on this space that's going to stimulate so many different industries. But I think Tina, you know, while we wait for Tony to come back, and we, I here think, I am, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> you, did you hear us talking? Um, I am, I am, and I'm also in my head thinking, what is this going to do for Atlanta? Oh, what is this going to do for Atlanta? It's already, well, it's going to do a lot besides this 10 minutes from the Atlanta airport and uh, and people are breaking their nets to, to, to create things like um, um, uh, additional housing and renting out their house. And I mean, it's a lot of dynamics going on. But what I thought was I heard it in the heart of Puff Daddy and, and everybody's going home to figure out how they can drink bigger like he did when he mm-hmm. went to well, Oprah's event. Well, his- he was like. Yes. His, these are his numbers. Last year alone, the direct economic impact of the film and television industry that he brought is in excess of $2.7 billion, over 300 productions, which included Guardians of the Galaxy, Part 2, one of my favorite favorite movies, Logan Lucky, and, and Stranger Things, and The Walking Dead, which I am wedded to. I watch them religiously so this is what he's this is what he's bringing to the table i I think the money comes to the table tony and 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 tina and i also think the visual impact when people see themselves on television and he's developing films that's not the hood rat poor shoot 'em up prostitute disrespect to women experience um, yeah, he's um, developing films that make you think and smile and view life a, a little differently um, and curiosity and film when we see ourselves and when a pe- other people see us. 
you know, I think about the impact, uh, again, Black Panther, how many people are brought to the theater that never would have even looked at people of color in such a high array of intellectual uh, innovation, sophistication. Um, th- that is an impact that is going to be measurable for many, many years. Right. You know? I mean, and you and said something. We, we talk about, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so we talk about you know, you progress and be, beyond the, um, <laughs> we got one sorry, beyond ahead, the entertainment, beyond the entertainment industry, you have black billionaires like Robert Smith and Oprah Winfrey who are giving their treasure to educational institutions. And, well, you know, mm-hmm. Oprah added, she added 12 million yesterday to Robert Smith's already, what, 30-odd million to make sure that every, you know, young man and woman is going to be educated and they don't have to worry about loans and bills and things of that nature, right, but right. they can focus on their studies. We're gonna, and their parents um, go don't have to work and, themselves and, to the bone. We're going to go to a break in about 30 seconds. Uh, but, I, but I think one of the, the big impacts um, adding to that is that you have a lot of people of color that are investing in their in schools. Um, and, and, and guys, if you want to really, you know, Alabama needs a ton of schools and they're finally okaying um, um, charter schools. But I heard Oprah recently uh, on something and she said uh, sh- now that she's realized how to really open a school, great, the academy is probably going to come to the United States. I don't know if that's locked in. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I got a call at 11 o'clock a few weeks ago and someone said, Tanya, we're going to start a, a new university. We don't like how the universities are functioning. These are people of color um, uh, um, investigating about how to develop a new university. And, and, and that's a huge deal. And, and I hope to participate in that moving forward. But um, I just want people are thinking beyond the dollar and thinking about the infrastructure. On that note, we're going to go to a break and we've got about 20 more minutes. But uh, not just talk radio. Thanks for listening. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Get ready for High Vibin' It with host Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. This is an all-new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design. If you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction, spirituality, self-love, and more, we'll break it down for you. You can create the life of your dreams and own your power. Listen for High Vibin' It. We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained 
Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel, featuring nationally recognized best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk. Boy, we were, we were talking during the break. But, you know, it made me think about something because um, it's very interesting to me that it, it, you, you behave differently at different ages, ladies. And, um, you know, it is difficult to talk um, without name dropping if your social group just happened to be public figures, right? Right. Correct. And, Correct. and so, you know, I grew up in that space, um, in an entertainment space, and it took a long time. And, and I think, I don't think about the time I lost, but how I would fall back. Um, to make other people, I guess, feel bigger. I mean, I was young. You know, when I was four, five, six, other people, mm-hmm. kids were truck drivers. My dad was an entertainer and was on Soul Train. And, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and so I didn't want people to feel bad. But now as an adult, um, you know, Dick Gregory used to tell me, you want people to take two to three years to, to put you back like an onion and waste all that time or you want to be a, a grown up and a big girl and just tell it like it is, right? And, Nothing harsh, well, but not, I think it it, it saves You're not doing it to a, make people feel small. You're doing no. it because this is what your life is like. This, These are the people this, in your life right. on a daily and, basis. But, but, I, but I do find this. When people are quickly offended, I know they're not in my social group, right? Yeah. It, 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 they're just not it, because you're going to be yeah. offended forever. And, and the fact that, and the same with you, I mean, the same with you guys. I mean, when we think about... Uh, not just the, the people we all have people in our families that that are major influencers and and, uh, and we not try, you know it's impossible and i think it's it's i think the person has a low self esteem people have a low self esteem when they're offended the fact that you happen to know a lot of influential people and you should not have to hide who you are to make other people feel better i mean it was that was a piece we were having because uh, uh, clearly that's a conversation that um tyler perry was having you have to find your space and find your mm-hmm. social group and with that then you're celebrated amongst your friends and you celebrate your friends wouldn't you say absolutely i would say uh, I, I mean I, I mean in all honesty and, and you it just it, it just is what it is i i for my friends that, you know, as we know, Dr. Nisha Sandra, we had on the radio and she's took me to the National Heart Association conference, I mean, uh, dinner. And she used to be the president of the National Heart, Heart Association. And so she said, you know why I invited you? I said, why? She said, because you would never be intimidated or you get it. 
And I thought, yeah, what a privilege, right? <laughs> what a privilege to be well, in the room with the top 500 doctors on the planet. What a party mm-hmm. this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 Exposure makes us better people. Exposure yes. makes us smarter people. Right. And to me, when you have a friend or an associate that can expose you to something new, they are a true friend. Right. right. Well, I also find, I totally agree. You know what else I think? I think about um, exposure, expansion. And for instance, when you guys came to D.C. and I was in the entire political world, right? Or mm-hmm. when I attended your event years ago, um, that social world. If you, listening audience, do yourself a favor and adjust your social group just a little bit to wiggle away and and broaden your horizon. Because how exciting it is to meet another social group and learn uh, um, a different way of doing things, a different way to think about things. That's that perspective piece. Because if not, you end up being a hater. How about that? Let's go full circle with this. Because of the Mm self-esteem or you're offended or if you're offended because someone else is doing well or have done well, check yourself. Do better. Right? Wouldn't you say? I mean, I would, yes. I mean when we follow yeah. our posts on Facebook, I'm constantly, I'm so proud of so many people. I just love progression. I love new things. I love conversations. And I just want to encourage our listening audience to do that, especially during this peak season of hate. And, and you're going to, as long as people are progressing, um, uh, you're going to, you're going to see, uh, even more hate. I don't, I don't think we're far from it. I'm, I'm looking at the impeachment and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I want to leave on a positive note. Uh, but I'm looking at people negotiate kindness, right? <laughs> you're saying to yourself, you're negotiating kindness. Kindness is never negotiated, right? Uh, you know, we, kindness should be a fact, uh, but we, we know that everybody, that, but that comes with a broadened sense of consciousness. And, mm-hmm. and so during this time, uh, let hate fuel you. Let hate increase your kindness. Um, when you hear it, there's no need to reply. Um, I, hopefully it'll fuel them. That's, those are my thoughts. We have a few more minutes, Tina and Tony. You guys want to say something? Well, I, I, I'm on, I, can, I think we're kind of on the same page on that. It's, it's, I, you know, I see things, I hear things, you know, I experience things, and I've come to a part in my life, you know, from I, my first, first time someone called me the N-word, I was six years old, and I did not know what it meant, and I asked my mother, and my mother didn't tell me what it meant. She just said, stay away from that person. So that ended what I thought was a friendship, and at the age of six. But, and you know, you know, now I'm ten times that, and I don't have to, just like with that woman who called you girl, I don't have to have a debate or a retort, you know, because I am confident in who I am, I know who I am, I know how I am, and and I know that I have a much better life than you, because... Okay. You 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 have all that in your head, so I don't I don't have to say anything. All I have yeah, to do no, is just look great. at you, Tony. What are your thoughts? <laughs> and, and and it's done. I, I I think your world is very small if you are participating in hate, and, and and that's that's one of the reasons you can participate in hate because if you were expanding your mind and you were out meeting new people, 
diverse people, you would be too busy trying to learn from them and enjoy them to hate. There's no right. room for hate. It, it takes too much energy. It takes energy. too much yeah. time. And I've, you know, I've heard people recently talk about forgiveness and why it's important to forgive. And really it comes down to the feeling or the thought is that forgiveness is important for you so that you can move on. Not so much you're letting the other person off the hook, right, right. but that you can continue mm-hmm. to move forward and propel yourself on past the spot of hatred. And so, um, you know, uh, it's I, I, really I important that we don't part. I think hate. Yeah, I think I totally agree. And in that space of also being offended, you know, if we could just work on, I, I, I mean, I have, um, um, some young folks I'm mentoring. That's just how do you get offended so quick and such a quick judgment? We we are we have depth to us, and you know if there's ten things, if two things you don't you don't particularly care about, that's fine. But um, we we just we can do better. But at the same token, we are doing better um, in so many different areas. Um, and so I just think it's a very interesting time to be alive. Um, and to witness this. Um, I know one thing for sure is that as we continue to watch what's happening on television, uh, we also know that we've been talking about this recession and the the economy slowing down. I am very proud of our young people. Um, They are graduating from universities at a record number. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's that's across the border. And as you know, women of color, they're just kicking butt. There's so many positive things. Let's just really try to keep something positive out there as much as we possibly can because people are impacted by it. I'm sure, you know, in in 2005 or 2006 when Tyler Perry attended Oprah's brunch, he did say, I have to think bigger. I'm sure Oprah didn't say, I didn't think it was going to be this big. <laughs> so let's continue to inspire each other because what a, what a wow. You know, I, I looked at it all and said, after, why weren't we there? Uh, but, right. Uh, right. But on the flip side, um, I thought about all the opportunities I have at the table. Right now I have clients coming left and right. Uh, while I was to call myself being uh, partially retired, clearly I'm not. And, and, and so progress is happening. And my, and my clients of people of different of color and gender and, 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 mm-hmm. and lifestyles. And so that's exciting, right? If we, if we would have, no, I, I always think about, and we've had that conversation, if we, w- if we would have still had Stepman Graham and Partners, because the three of us worked for Stepman, um, where would we be? It would be so exciting. <laughs> we would be, we would probably be really the But, uh, you know what, I have to um, think about Oprah, too, because she must have been extremely proud, because I'm sure she was one of the catalysts for um, Tyler Perry uh, over these many years. He watched her, and mm-hmm. I think he learned from her. And to come and to build what he built, and for her to be able to see it happen for him, I think or, must have been right. tremendous. Think about how uh, how humble Oprah had to be because she's you know purchased this studio right. and then needed right. Tyler Perry's help. He stepped in to help right. with some. Right. With, I mean, it's well, just why, it's just that's a why you can't great hate on example people. for you end up hating on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we end up hating mm-hmm. on people, then we need them. How's that supposed to work? 
Yeah. Now we all need each other. You know, yeah, no, we, we all need, need each, each other. other. We're all again. We're all a part of this wonderful puzzle, and um, you know, you just treat people. It's real simple. Treat people the way you want to be treated, and look at people as equals, and it'll be just fine. It'll be just yeah. fine. You know, as my mother, my well, father have- used to say, "It is what it is," um, and I didn't get that, and then I got it. Just do what you're supposed to do, and what will be, what will be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that that's simple. Uh, anybody else in the news? Because we just have a few more minutes. Anybody? I know um, we have. What's my girl? That's the gymnast. She's kicking butt. Oh my God, Simone Biles, and she just got. Um, you know, she's she has defied the imagination in terms of gymnastics, and they have officially named movements after her now. So if we ever see these movements replicated, if someone actually has the the athleticism to replicate it in the future in the world of gymnastics, which is probably ninety nine point nine percent white. Um, it will they will be they, their movement will be um, it, it will be called yeah, that's um, the, the name of, of of the black girl who who created it. And, and then we also the bio, I just right? want to give a shout out to Teresa Weatherspoon out there. Um, she has joined the ranks of pro women. Uh, that uh, pro-women, ex-pro-women basketball players that have joined the NBA and that are part of the men's lead. And so uh, that is a huge achievement. And, and as women, we're kicking butt, and, of course, in tennis. And also track. Let's not forget track. Right. We had um, right. our, our, our Jamaican friend there. I, I'm so sorry. Uh, her name, I'm looking, I'm reading the board, and her name surpassed, sort of flew out my head. But... So many things that are happening positive. Let's think about the positive. And I think positive will win and continue to win. Um, I don't look at the world in such a cruel, bad, judgmental lens. Thank goodness for that. Um, We're down to about 30 seconds. Tina and Tony, again, shout out to Randolph and my loving family in New York and and, and, and Jersey and Jersey City Mm -hmm. and Donna and all the people that have kept me connected. Um, I'll always love Rosemary Bailey. she was my sister, and she was my friend. And if no one told you they love you today, I do in big old capital letters. Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 